We are back yet again here with Thick Manic, and this week we have a wide variety of topics to discuss. Starting things off, it has become abundantly clear that every single team in the NFL is not a Super Bowl contender this year. It's quite bad, really. Everyone is a fraud. You've got the Buffalo Bills who lost to the lowly Jaguars and the upstart Colts. You've got the Green Bay Packers who lost to the pathetic Minnesota Vikings. That same Packers team without any of their wide receivers beat the Arizona Cardinals. The Miami Dolphins triumphed over the Ravens. The Buccaneers have bad losses. The Ravens have a bad loss. Every single team who you think is a contender has a bad loss. So that has made it abundantly clear to me that every team in the NFL cannot compete for a Super Bowl. Sure, someone's going to win it, but right now there is no clear-cut favorite and there are a lot of fraudulent contenders out there. Yeah, it is quite remarkable how every single team that we think is going to be the best, labeled the best team in the NFL or compete for a Super Bowl goes on and has a terrible loss and you're left questioning whether they can make a Super Bowl run. I mean, there's the Bills that were looking god tier and they went on to lose to the Jaguars. They lose to the Titans and they lose to the Colts. They can't beat good teams. The Cowboys finally looked like they were a dominant force week in and week out. Trevon Diggs was balling out and then they fell back to earth, get blown out by the Broncos and get beaten by the Chiefs who don't look as good as previous year's Chief teams. The Rams, before the season even started, they were labeled Super Bowl favorites because they got Matt Stafford. Then they find a way to lose to the Derrick Henry-less Titans and they really bad non-playoff 49ers team. The Packers now even have three losses, and I don't think they're necessarily frauds in the same sense everyone else is a fraud, because a lot of their losses are due to injury, but they have three losses nonetheless. The Buccaneers, I'm also really concerned for now. They just beat the Giants, not an but the Giants are not a good football not team. Not an achievement. Two games prior to that, they found a way to lose to the Washington football team, and they found a way to lose to Trevor Simeon. I think the Patriots, you know, Isaiah saying every team are frauds. I don't think they're a fraudulent seven and four if you look at them from an unbiased perspective i think they've done exactly what we expected them to do coming into the season elite defense run first offense with a rookie quarterback that is very capable of managing the game now the ravens i know isaiah is going to come out here and say oh look at the dolphins game they can't lose to the terrible dolphins i don't think their ravens are truly that fraudulent even when they lose to the dolphins and the Bengals, they have wins over the chiefs colts and chargers they've beat good teams Lamar is also playing well when they get behind in games and you always feel like the Ravens have a chance at winning and just recently they found a way to win with Lamar not even playing and Marquise Brown wasn't playing and the three running backs they expected to start the season obviously okay, how long are we going to year. gripe about those three running backs it's been half a season we can we stop talking about the three ACLs please like every time you bring up the Ravens you say well they had three running backs two decades ago who are missing both their knees and <laughs> And they've been missing their starting left tackle for a number of weeks. And they're still finding ways to win games. So come playoff time with Lamar in the field and hopefully the entire team healthy, I have faith in them to make a push. And, and I don't think even we make can it put all the, the fraudulent the lane around them. Before Lamar chokes. <laughs> I mean, the, the AFC is so up in the air in general. But now, look, there are a bunch of teams which are not great, but not terrible, putzing around having a winning record. I think the Broncos still have a winning record. Are they a good football team? God, no. Look, a winning record doesn't mean all that much in the NFL. It means you're probably going to be a playoff team and going to get humbled by a dynasty. Big whoop. Is there any team that you think is not fraudulent? Um, the Lions are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in the season, they, uh, 
They were set up to fail, and they are failing. I feel bad for Dan Campbell. I think he might actually be a good coach. And, like, if a few plays went differently, he'd have a winning er record. But, ugh, the Lions. They have not uh, shaken our expectations. I think, and my, now, I'm going to go, you know, more positive direction with that question. But I think the least fraudulent team in the NFL is the Cardinals. They have dominant wins over a healthy Browns team, a healthy Rams team, a healthy Titans team. And they even found a way to destroy destroy the 49ers with Colt McCoy and beat Russ and the Seahawks with Colt McCoy. I think they are a shoe-in for the NFC Championship. Now that I'm saying it, it probably means they won't make it there since I have a tendency to completely jinx teams and jinx players. But their ability to play well despite injuries to the two best players on their team is incredible. And even though they have that loss to the Packers, it was a small margin of victory and they have that loss without Kyler Murray starting. So I think they're the least fraudulent team in the NFL and the NFC. They're the most consistent team in the NFC and NFL by far. Crown them regular season champions. They're not beating Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Well, if Tampa Bay has to play a seven seed, you know, Washington, <laughs> Washington sneaks in as a wild card. Taylor Heineke might. Taylor get Heineke problems. is a uh, Brady stopper. I think uh, the to save the rest of the league heading into the playoffs, Washington should cut Taylor Heineke and let another team pick him up so he can start. Nah, I just want more Tom Brady Super Bowls to further rub it in and widen the gap between him and everyone else, but. But moving on. I want to dive a little in deeper to the discussion about the Steelers. How good are they actually? And if I'm being completely unbiased when it comes to the Steelers, I slander them constantly on TikTok, on our podcast. They are not a complete dumpster fire like I usually like to call them. I think that due to Mike Tomlin, they are always going to be in a game and at least have a chance at winning. And with that being said, I think they're a below average middle of the pack team. If they were a good team, and if just to the Steelers fans out there, if they were going to contend for the AFC North and beat out the Ravens. They need to beat the Chargers with ease due to how bad the Chargers defense is and get away with more than a tie when they play the Lions. They also completely blew the game, almost blew the game against the Bears three weeks ago. Going forward, the only games I can see the Steelers realistically winning are against the Titans without Derrick Henry. They should be able to win that game and home against the Browns. I don't know if they'll be able to beat the Bengals at Cincinnati. They have the Ravens twice on their schedule and the Chiefs with picking up steam. So I think they're a below average team. They've been better than I expected them to be. I mean, they beat the Bills week one. I attribute a ton of credit towards Mike Tomlin for the Steelers being in the playoff wildcard conversation at this point in the season. I mean, look, they lost by four points when they didn't have their best player on the entire team and certainly on their defense. Like, I don't think there's too much to read into that. Watt will be back and with him, the Steelers hopes and dreams of making the playoffs will return. But give some credit to a uh, very members of this team. You got Chase Claypool. He's Canadian. I don't know what else to say. Kind of respect him for having the uh, mental fortitude to make it to the NFL. Also being a pacifist. Those two generally don't go together. Shout out to Big Woman Respecter. Reported his own COVID symptoms. There are some other elite quarterbacks or formerly elite quarterbacks which could have learned a thing or two from him. Shout out Aaron. But this team is built to be a wild card. It actually kind of reminds me of that Browns team last year in a way. They've got an elite run game which is deeper than you think. Shout out to Mr. Snell and they're all the wide receivers who run into rounds. But they have potential to sneak into the playoffs once Watt gets healthy. A little bit disruptive, good ground and pound, clock management type of team, and maybe even do what their nemesis the Browns did last year and upset a team which is favored to beat them. I would love to see that, just to see you pull your hair out 
If you don't know, folks, Tristan Kilgannon's pet peeve is getting told he's wrong, so when he makes a bad video on TikTok and tens of thousands of people call him an idiot, he develops an irrational hatred towards that fan base for the rest of his life. He does it for the Bills, but he the does thing- it for the Steelers. <laughs> Am I missing anyone or are those just the two? You've got a few more. But the thing is, I was right about the Bills. They've now lost to all the competent teams since I made that video. And I was... Didn't they beat the Chiefs right after? After you made that video, well, they beat that the doesn't count the though. It, it doesn't, doesn't because shut up, stop repeating me. But it, it doesn't count. And with the Steelers, I mean, I could still wind up being right. You know, there's a chance they can lose out. And you said they have an elite run game, but the Steelers are bottom five in rushing yards. So I don't know how the Steelers have an elite run game. Najee Harris by himself is an elite run. So they game. don't produce elite run production. How about this way, he has to be respected like a elite run game, which I call elite. It lets big um, consent air it out over the top far better than he normally would be able to with his lackluster arm and lackluster weapons. I thought you just praised Chase Claypool. I mean, I praised him for being a Canadian. <laughs> that was not an in-depth appraisal of his game, Trista. I shouted him out for being Canadian but still playing a violent sport besides hockey. Seamlessly transitioning, a legend returned to the city of Queens this week. A man who plays the quarterback position returned to his home after a long absence and absolutely threw down. I'm, of course, speaking about Washington football team legend Taylor Heineke, who came back there and whooped the Carolina Panthers for a tune of three touchdowns and a crisp, efficient 200 yards in the air. Oh yeah, and this other guy called Cam Newton came back, but we don't need to really talk about him too much. He didn't do all that much. Oh, he didn't do all that much. Now, I know... I did kind of give the football team the game, so shout out. Now, I know in response to what I'm about to say, Isaiah is going to come in here and say how terrible Cam Newton was in his debut, and he's going to hammer home the fact that Cam Newton couldn't finish off a game-winning drive in Carolina, and I also know that there are Panthers fans out there that think a 21 for 27 game with three total touchdowns means he's all the way back to MVP Cam, and in reality... Okay, hold on. No, there aren't. (laughs) I have yet to see one person say anything close to that. You are following some different Twitter users than I am. Where is that opinion coming from? That is such a fucking random comment. In reality, the answer is somewhere in the middle of those two extremes. I think it, after this game, it is clear he is a capable starter in the NFL and brings a different element to the field with his ability to run. He's a way better quarterback than Sam Darnold, who Isaiah thinks is still capable of being a starting quarterback in the NFL, I think mainly due to his hatred of Cam Newton. And when it comes to how bad Darnold is, he passes it to the other team way too much, and he even struggles to complete passes at this point. Cam Newton, I know Isaiah loves to hate on his accuracy issues but he did complete 21 of 27 passes he did push the ball Tristan what he was did the push the ball down the field to Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown it wasn't like it was a short pass and he was throwing the ball outside the numbers well now he's not an elite passer by any means but Sam Darnold is not much better and Sam Darnold makes way more mistakes if Sam Darnold is playing in that game the Panthers lose by about a million on the other side of things a lot of his passes were short and underneath it's also not like he threw the ball 45 times and came out on 
top of the victory. The Panthers did lose, and a lot of his passes were checkdowns. So I think it the conversation lies somewhere in the middle. I think there's at least seven to ten quarterbacks that Cam Newton is better than. Slightly below average quarterback in the NFL, I think, at this point. And in conclusion, Isaiah and the rest of the Cam haters are wrong. And the people that blindly support him, I have talked to a couple Panthers fans who were extremely excited and thought he played well. I think it lies somewhere in the middle, but both are pretty wrong. I feel like I'm being greatly misrepresented here. I like Cam Newton more than you think. I just don't think he's exactly a good NFL quarterback. I think it'd be a very solid backup for a lot of teams, but he brings a certain element of distraction where if you bring Cam Newton in, you need an elite quarterback to be the starter. You can't bring him into somewhere where you've got a marginal guy because that locker room is going to flip on you real quick after one bad game. Star Cam, Star Cam, he's a former MVP. But no, he played fairly well. He didn't push the ball deep more than once or twice, but kind of expecting that. Still a wee bit limited on the whole playbook thing, but good for Cam. I do not hate that performance. I thought it was very good. I mean, failing to finish things out in Carolina, I would have given him a tremendous amount of credit if he actually completed the drive. Sam Darnold probably wins this game, surely because the Washington football team has one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. You go, you look at some of the stats. They play very bad quarterbacks on a routine basis and still struggle in the passing game. They're in the NFC East. They get a few uh, Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts passing games served up to him every year. So you'd think their numbers would, in fact, be a bit better. But they're a bad pass defense. I think Sam Darnold would have been able to air them out a wee bit more. And the issue with Sam Darnold this year was entirely on the fact their offense was predicated around the greatness of Christian McCaffrey. And once Christian McCaffrey got hurt and vanished, they didn't know what to do. They had no backup plan. Receivers weren't as open. The offensive line didn't block as well because teams didn't key in so heavily on the run. And, you know, it kind of degraded a little bit. I think if Darnold gets back to starting in this system with McCaffrey out, he will be a better quarterback. But no, Cam did a good job. I am glad that number one jerseys can be worn in the state of North Carolina again with pride. I do not hate Cam Newton. I'm just realistic you about You keep calling him a backup. It sounds like you hate Cam Newton at this point. And over Sam Darnold's... Would I hate Ryan Fitzpatrick if I said he was a backup? But I'd Yeah, but Cam Newton that. isn't a backup. Like, I think there's legitimately seven to ten quarterbacks that Cam Newton is starting right now. You want me to name them? Go ahead. I think he's better than the, the Dolphins starting quarterback situation. He's better than the Jets starting quarterback situation. He's better than the Broncos starting quarterback situation. I, you know, with Baker injured, I say he's Baker than the Bra- better than the Browns starting quarterback situation. So he's better than the backup. Well, he's better than Baker injured, and in- Baker's been playing, so I'm calling Baker the starter. He's better than the Texans starting quarterback situation. He's better I'd than Tyrod right now over. Uh... He's better than the Giants starting quarterback situation. I, I'd say him and Taylor Heineke are on an even playing field. He's better than the Lions starting quarterback situation. Uh, that's probably it. Well, look, a common trend around most of the guys you named, they're fairly young. The Dolphins and Jets in particular, they need to figure out what the deal is before they move on from those guys. They would not have these as their starting quarterbacks if they weren't injured all heck or young as heck. Like, that's the common trend among these teams. And the one exception, I think, was Detroit. And look, no player succeeds in that offense. You can drop Raj, Mahomes, Brady, whoever you want on that team. They're not going to win more than three or four games. Jared Goff was set up to fail there. I almost feel bad for him. (laughs) And as for Daniel Jones, I 
Damn, I got some things to say about Daniel Jones. He's better than you seem to think he is, which is a weird thing for me to say. You've gone you're saying, so wait, you far think- in the opposite direction of what I've said about Daniel Jones or what you were saying about Daniel Jones. Like, he did not play that poorly last evening. Some of the interceptions were bad, but at the same time, I just don't see him being worse than Cam Newton because he actually has a very competent deep ball and can make defenses respect him a bit more. He also has a very bad offensive line. Shout out Nate Solder. He completed he two passes awesome. over 15 yards last night. He completed one pass over 20 yards and passed for 167 yards and had two interceptions. And it was 23 of And 30. unlike uh, Scam, excuse me, Cam, he was playing a good defense. Cam did that, did basically the same thing without the interceptions against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I don't know. I don't like Daniel Jones. Well, I can understand that. <laughs> I not- wouldn't like him either if he was my franchise quarterback. So, uh, you know, Isaiah said it best a couple weeks ago when um i said i think it was the cowboys were the fourth best team in the nfl the cowboys are who we thought they were and now after the past game against the chiefs a lot of a lot of cowboys fans will use the argument that they were missing tyron smith amari cooper and cd also for the second half so how are they going to win the game if all these key players are injured and if you are a cowboys fan and think want the cowboys to compete for a championship this is a game the cowboys have to win the titans missing their best player on the offense who accounted for for over 70% of their production, found a way to beat the Rams. The Packers found a way to beat the Cardinals without their best offensive linemen, none of their receivers, none of their best receivers, and they lost their starting tight end during the game. So if you want the Cowboys to be considered an elite team and you want Dak to be considered uh, a top five quarterback in the NFL and not just a top seven to 10 quarterback in the NFL, this is a game where he needs to step up and find a way to win. He needs to find a way to beat the Chiefs because the Chiefs defense is not all that great. And the big reason I think they wind up losing that game is because when they go into a hostile environment where the fans are going crazy and they don't have momentum, they're not at home, they are going to lose the game. Dak is going to well. He did not play well. I mean, he played also played terribly in Denver. What we saw against the Chiefs is the Cowboys reverting back to the mean of the previous five seasons when they go into a stadium where the other team might not even have more talent than them. I mean, the Titans, the Chiefs probably have more talent. When they go into a stadium where they don't have a ton of momentum, it's a hostile environment. They have the ability to completely play terrible. I don't think they're going to be able to go on the road in the playoffs. If they have to go on the road to Green Bay or somewhere else, I don't think they have the ability to win now. Well, the good thing for the Cowboys is they might very well not have to go on the road until the Super Bowl because you look at the rest of their schedule and it is fairly light. They've got a date with the Arizona Cardinals. I believe that's in the desert. I could be wrong about that. If that's at Jerry World, though, they should win that game. But besides that, it's Saints football team team and Eagles. Oh, and the Giants are in there somewhere too. Like they have a wide variety of bye weeks, I believe. So I could very well see them winning out depending on the location of that Cardinals game. So this point might be mute. A 14 Cardinals and three is in Jerry team, World. Okay, they're probably going to beat the Cardinals. But a 14-3 and three team is most likely the one seed in the NFC with all the turmoil going on. So I don't think that's a real issue. As for the injuries, I think losing somebody in a game is more impactful than losing them in practice the week before. They at least could game plan around the fact that Amari isn't going to be there. Tyron wasn't going to be there. Having CD, their number one receiver, go down is not particularly helpful. He was their main option, and that just got taken away. So... 
I don't put too much stock in this. The Chiefs have momentum. They're winning games. They're not that big of a fraud after all. But the Cowboys still should be one of the better teams in the NFC. After seeing the Packers lose to the Minnesota Vikings team, the same Minnesota Vikings team which lost the Dallas Cowboys with their backup quarterback in, I just can't see the Packers beating them. You see the Packers beating them, you said? I can't see the Packers beating the Cowboys. If they can't beat the Vikings team, which this Cowboys team beat with Cooper Rush, how are they going to beat them in the playoffs? Well, the thing is, I feel like when the Packers with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, I feel like they always have a chance at winning the game and also making the game competitive. And if they have to go, if Tampa finishes out the season with a better record, or they have to go on the road against Tampa in the championship, I don't think they're winning that game. Well, yeah, Tampa Bay should be the favorite to win every single game they play, regardless if they win it or not. They also have a fairly easy schedule, I believe, with teams in the NFC South, a trip to New York, and a trip to actual New York in the Bills. The Bills game's in Tampa, but uh, the Buccaneers maybe have one more loss in their schedule, so the Cowboys, but they're 7-4. and four. The Cowboys, I believe, 7-3 and three right now. We will have to wait and see. I don't see them losing another game, though. It's just how it is. So the Cowboys, one seed in the NFC. Anyways, uh, do you have any big brain question to ask me this week? Yeah, is spaghetti a noodle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yet again, You've exposed your IQ and its room temperatureness. Spaghetti is not a noodle, Tristan. Spaghetti is a pasta. A noodle is something completely different, generally hailing from Asian countries. Spaghetti hails from Italy. Just because it is a similar shape does not mean it is the same thing. Are an eel and a snake the same thing, Tristan? No. Exactly. You cannot equate these two things, which may move the same, which may look the same, to each other. They are very different things, and I'm amazed you and your knowledge of the world didn't know that. I'm a bit disappointed in you, Tristan. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> As you should be. I didn't realize there was a massive difference between noodle and pasta. In my head, it was kind of just the same, but I, I get, you know, I, this will be the first this time. This is why willing, you'll never willing, be on MasterChef. I'm willing to concede this these idiotic conversations to you, because when you really do think about it, noodle Noodles are quite often referred to, you know, Lomain noodles or in... Let's be real, we're in block ramen. Ramen noodles. And when I think about Italian restaurants or just Italian cooking in general, it's generally referred to as pasta. And I'm also, you know, I've done a quick Google search and the Google search seems to agree with you. So this will be the first time I'm willing to concede it. Tristan, the Google search agreed with me about the hot dog, but you didn't care about that. Because you were just wrong about the hot dog. Type in is a hot dog sandwich into Google and read out the top result please i'll do the same i'll fact check you no hot dog we're not doing this conversation again because i already won that argument you didn't type in is it a hot dog a sandwich into google i think google's wrong though and google doesn't undo google so which is it are they right or they wrong they can't be both no they're you know they're sometimes right they're sometimes wrong depends on the much like me but unlike you who's always wrong but anyway That has been our podcast this week. Let us know what you think down in the comment section below. Be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. If you are here from TikTok and set through 28 minutes of this inane prattle, we appreciate you. Thank you, adios, and ciao.